Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Skull Vikings Nation. What's going on? Declan Goff here from Score North. It's another edition of Vikings Vent Line here on a Sunday evening. We're going to have Chad, Frank, and Michael join us uh, to bring down some Vikings takes for us from the last week. A lot's been happening. And on Mackie and Judd and on Purple Daily, we've been discussing a lot of purple needs as my title belt falls off a little bit here. But uh, we're going to have plenty to talk about on this evening's show of Vikings Vent Line. We'll talk Anthony Barr. Uh, we'll talk a little bit Vikings free agency. Even Kyle Rudolph now saying goodbye. He's off to bigger and better things. We'll touch on that to wrap the show. Uh, but as always, Vikings Vent Line is sponsored by my friends at Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Fives. Rocking our mango flavor today. Usually I go with that blackberry lime on Sundays. We're going to go with the mango to start things off. So Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Fives, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. It fuels my takes. It fuels other people's takes. And uh, I'm happy to bring on three guests here this evening to talk some purple. Uh, we're going to have Chad, Frank, and Michael on the show today. Uh, I did not hear where Michael is from. I know Frank is in Italy. That's right. If you think you're a diehard Vikings fan, Frank is at up at one in the morning right now, ready to bring us Vikings event line takes. So if you ever think you are a diehard purple, and I know they're all over the place. We've had people on this show from all across the country in the United States. We've yet to have an international guest, Frank is going to be the first one to do so for us. Chad's from Northeast. We'll get Michael on, who has rivaling the only title belt that's better than my $10 one here from your local department store. But at the same time, we'll waste no time. We'll get Chad, Frank, and Michael on here to break down Vikings vent line. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. And yes, Michael, we up and me, one up and me with this Vikings skull belt. I, I did, so did you like get that custom made? Like, how did you get it? Was it a gift? Yeah, I actually uh, found somewhere uh, a link that made custom belts. So uh, it's kind of like back and forth on emails and uh, it's kind of told him what I wanted. And uh, yep, he just go, he like nailed it, pretty much nailed it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yep. so for those that don't know, Phil Mackey uh, j- just moved out of his place and he gave me some of his old stuff. And this was one of the WWE title belts. And I thought, oh, this is great. I can wear this around my satchel and then also give it to someone at the end of the show, proverbial throwing across the screen. But as I told you guys in the pre-show, Michael already has the leg up. He's got his own skull belt there. And, I, and now I have to, I have to get, get the same one you did, man. I'm going to have to get a recommendation because that's absurd. It's a, it's a fancy belt. I love yeah, it. You, we can definitely talk about that. I like it. We'll have to do yeah. so. Corona Hard Seltzer and, and also some, uh, some WWE custom-made title belts. Those are, all the, those are my, two of my favorite things that power Vikings Vent Line. 
Uh, boys, let's start off with this show, and I'm going to start off with Chad. We'll then go to Frank, and then we'll go to Michael. So obviously over the last week, we've heard a lot about Anthony Barr. Um, he is unwilling to take a restructure. That's from our own Darren Doogie Wolfson here at Score North. He's due $15 million in 2021. That's the second highest paid player on the Vikings. I'm someone who is in the camp of if you can move on from this guy, do it. But there's analytics. There's other people that are a lot even smarter than us that say that Anthony Barr means a lot to this Vikings defense. And it's not just because he doesn't get enough sacks. He pressures the quarterback well. He's a very good coverage linebacker. He does a lot of things that might get unnoticed in the box score. So I want to start with Chad. Chad, should the Vikings keep, trade, or cut Anthony Barr? Yeah, so this is where where you're going to hate me, uh, Declan. Um, I started out. I, like I, I wrote down a whole bunch of thoughts and, and I initially I was all about 100% you got to keep Anthony Barr because of what he means to the defense. Zim uses him in ways uh, that manipulates the other offense that, that uh, dictates protections for the other offense because, because Anthony Barr cannot be blocked by a tight end or a running back. So they have to scheme to use an offensive lineman to block Anthony Barr. So even when he sims pressure, even when he's not coming on a blitz, they've schemed alignment to, to deal with him, and that opens up things for other people. I think when you see how the defense lost so many people, the defense lost, the defense was terrible this past year, and it's because we lost so many people. We lost uh, uh, Joseph. We lost Griffin. We lost Hunter. We lost Barr, and I think Barr is actually an underrated part of that loss. He was opening up windows for other people. So that was where I was going to come down. I was going to be an anti-Declan uh, uh, person here. And I and, and in general, I'm, I'm against cutting someone that creates a hole that you have to spend money to fill. And if you want to replace Anthony Barr with someone, even if it's only with Eric Wilson, even if you just want to re-sign Eric Wilson to replace Anthony Barr, he's going to cost six, seven million dollars a year. And Anthony Barr's dead cap hit is 7.8. And so ultimately you're paying the same amount of money next year for less production, for, for, for poorer production. Eric Wilson had a 12% missed tackle rate last year. Anthony Barr in his most recent season had a 2% missed tackle rate. So you're, you're, you're paying the same amount of money for, for lower production. So, so I would say if you can extend and and renegotiate with him. I think when he says he doesn't want to restructure his contract, he's talking about a Kyle Rudolph. I don't want to lower my salary. I don't want to give away money. But if you could say, uh, we're going to give you more money. We're just going to spread it over more years. And we're going to make the last two years that we extend you. We're going to add two years to your contract, but we're going to put a big chunk of your salary roster bonus for those two years. So that if we do end up having to cut you or trade you, we're not going to have to pay that money where we lower your cap hit this year. We lower your cap hit next year. And by the time we get to a heavy cap hit, if the production isn't there, we can cut you without, without a lot of damage. I think that's, that's smart. If you don't want to go that way, then you have to recognize that you're going to have to invest in that position. Anthony Barr is a unicorn and they use him in a way that a normal player is not used. Um, when he was almost going to go to the Jets, they weren't going to use him the same way. I think that's part of why he decided to come back here. So if you're going to cut, if you're going to trade Anthony Barr, you need to get a first or second round pick that you can turn into another unicorn. You need to, you need to get a, a, a Karamoa type of player who is 
absolutely a, a, a Swiss Army knife that can be used in all kinds of different ways, where Zim can can scheme him into into strength. Um, but I think the smarter thing to do is to extend him in a smart way, uh, where you can keep him here, you can lower his cap hit for the next two years, and then you can put a put the Vikings in a position to say in in two three years when he's 30, 31, 32, to say if the production's not there, we can cut you without a big cap hit. I like it. Yeah, it, I think what you have to go with is I don't think you should be in the business of just cutting him out, right? Because even though you save a little bit more than you're saving in the dead money, if you can find something for him, you can find that second or third round pick, then that would be the ideal situation to go about it. He's he's definitely a better player than I think he gets a lot of rap for. It's just like like you said too, Chad, the, the, the money you're giving out to someone who is basically a linebacker. And it's not that the position is obsolete, but it's not going to something that could really help you right now. And a linebacker for $15 million is is just a lot of penny to pay. And if you can get out of that contract too, from the long term, I think that would be a good way to go. But Frank, Frank is live from Italy. I believe, are you rocking a Randy Moss jersey there, Frank? Yes, absolutely. So Frank is live from Italy and he has, it's it's past one in the morning out there. That's not going to stop him. He has some Vikings takes to give out. So, so Frank, do you think the Vikings should keep, trade, or cut Anthony Barr? Uh, Declan, I'm, uh, I'm not a big uh, lover of Anthony Barr. I, I kind of enjoyed him in his first couple of years, but then I think his production has gone down up until last year where he missed uh, basically the entire season. I think he got injured in the second game, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe that in, uh, even though they won't say it openly, our team is in the business of rebuilding. So we need to find ways of actually freeing uh, space uh, and the salary cap. It's going down $15 million, I think. And we are already like six or seven million so below what it should be. And Anthony Barr is going to make $15 million next year. I agree with you that he should not be cut also, uh, especially because I believe that if he's traded or cut, basically from an economic standpoint, it's going to work the same way. We're going to get, we're going to pick up almost eight millions of cap of dead cap, and we're going to save about seven millions. That is, if he's traded before June first, because I think after June first, it goes, uh, it gets a little better in the sense that those eight millions are, uh, it's like two and a half this year, and five and a half are pushed to next year, and we're saving uh, about twelve and a half. So I'm, I'm thinking if we can get something for him, uh, I believe uh, it would not be such a, uh, such a bad deal. Um, I haven't seen him uh, ever since. I think he was uh, the last time he was, uh, he was at an old pro of any level. It was 2015. His production is slowly Ooh. in 2019, the last year that, uh, that he actually played. Uh, I'm concerned uh, uh, that he's not uh, wanting to restructure. He's uh, he's probably learned something from uh, from Riley Reef from the from this past off season. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm thinking that he could be the kind of player that maybe goes somewhere else and uh, and he actually plays well. He he was playing a three four at USC, so he was playing a different linebacker position that he's actually playing with the Vikings. Uh, at, at, in our in our four three, I remember Don Capers was brought along because maybe he wanted to change something. He wanted to show some kind of like a, a four linebacker setup, but <laughs> I don't know what happened to Don Capers, and I'm scared that uh, Paul Gunter is going to make the same end this year. He's going to be brought up, but then he's not really going to do much. Uh, per se, I don't mind him 
but I think that this team has invested too much money, as you as you guys say in uh, in uh, in Purple Daily many times. Uh, we have too much money in too many positions that are not predominant in today's game. We have a lot of money invested in our quarterback. Uh, I was looking, uh, Anthony Barr would be like 8% of our salary cap if he stays. I don't think that's the way to go. I think the way to go once you decide to rebuild is to actually free space, get rid of the players that cost a lot, that don't produce much. So I'm in the business of trading him or uh, eventually releasing him. These are, yeah, they're all good picks there, Frank. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there that when you look at how much salary cap goes to someone like a linebacker and Anthony Barr, it's just a lot. It's a tall task, 15 million, 8% of the cap. We know how much Kirk Cousins is making. That's accepted. Um, at the same time, then you have to figure out ways to basically trim the fat. And, and I think both Chad and Michael, or Chad and Frank made the point that you basically, if, if you're the Vikings, you're not admitting you're rebuilding, but you, you are transitioning, if you will. You're retooling and, I know no team likes to ever admit that we're not ready to win a Super Bowl this year, but the Vikings are handicapping themselves, like you guys said, because the salary cap's coming down. They have to figure out a way to get out of it. And it, and, and that means you have to cut Anthony Barr or trade or move on from the contract. You have to have these kind of conversations. And that's why it's even more difficult when you have someone else like Riley Reef in the fold, too. I know we won't really touch too much on him today, but it, it, it's part of the convo that if you need to get under this salary cap and you also are trying to fortify your line and fortify positions that need upgrades, it makes things a lot difficult. So, Michael, we'll wrap, you, wrap up with you on this first one. Do you think the Vikings should keep, trade, or cut Anthony Barr? Well, uh, you know, I kind of see both your points, um, and they're very, both are great points, but uh, I just feel like we got to get under, underneath that cap salary. And, you know, and like Spillman said, you know, there's some really tough decisions to be made. And if he's not willing to restructure, I think, you know, you, you got to make that tough choice, and you got to cut him to get underneath. Although his stats may not show, you know, all, everything that he does, but I think he does a lot of stuff that people don't see. Um, you know, he, he does free up a lot of other guys. Like back when we had uh, Griffin, Linval, um, you know, he did a lot for them too. I think he does a lot for the secondary also. Um, but I, I'm on board to, you know, if, if you got to do what you got to do. Uh, if we got to make that sacrifice and cut him, um, you can also draft a rookie. I know that's not the best choice sometimes, but if you look at it this way, you get a rookie deal, a really cheap linebacker, and if you can get a, a Micah Parsons or a Xavier Collins, which I, I love Collins. He's, he's a really great player. Um, if you can get them on a cheap deal in the next four years, I think that's a great investment. And I'm more for, you know, the old line has been a disaster the last couple of years, and I'd rather – you know, because all the hate on Kirk Cousins and, he, you know, we need to protect him. I feel like Spielman has definitely avoided the O-line. He's, he's always spent money somewhere else. And I feel like Kirk can get us a Super Bowl. I mean, he really could. Um, he's not the greatest quarterback. I feel like he, he's, he's, he's he's a good quarterback. Um, but I feel like if we can just protect that guy and just see really what he could do, um, I'd rather put the money in investing in O-line, uh, maybe go get a guard. Um, that's just my thought. I'd rather invest the money in some O-line, protect Cousins, let Cousins cook. Um, I mean, we got weapons. Uh, you know, we got Irv Smith Jr., Thielen, Jefferson, uh, Dalvin Cook. So that's just my take on that. Yeah, I, I, I think um, when you're looking at if the Vikings are going to run it back in 2021, well, running it back means it depends on how you want to look at it. If you want to run it back as in do you, 
you plug back into Neil Hunter off a of neck surgery. Okay. Anthony Barr's coming off a torn pec. All right. Mm-hmm. Michael Pierce, although he's staying in phenomenal shape, uh, he hasn't played football also in two years. Th- that's just a lot to ask. So when Michael says, instead, why don't you just cut it? Why don't you just go all in on the offensive line? Just, just pony it up, pay 10, 11, $12 million. That's still a lot of money for a guard, but at the same mm-hmm. time, they haven't had the guards uh, that, that have protected him. They give him enough time to make the plays happen. And even if you're a Kirk apologist, um, or you're against him, if you give him the resources and you put the line against him, I mean, then all the eggs is in his basket. He has to deliver at that point. Mm-hmm. As critical as, you know, Mackie and Judd and myself maybe been on Kirk at the same time, if you want to put the resources and get Joe Thune or, or, or go get someone who is a, obviously one of the top 10 to 20 guards in the league and surround him with that line, then let's see what happens. And I think it's, it's worth exploring too. Um, and it transitions really well to their next question too, because, do the Vikings still have enough on defense? And if you cut Anthony Barr, look, I know Judd is, is always doom and gloom, and he thinks with the neck injury to Daniil Hunter that a neck injury is significant. I totally get that. I still think this dude is still going to come back and be one of the best defensive ends in the league. He's, he's shown that his entire career. I know neck injuries are scary. I think he comes back in, and with how horrible that defensive line was last season, I don't think it gets any worse than what it was. So I think Daniil Hunter comes back, and that's fine. Linval Joseph... He's still young. He stayed in shape. He picked up CrossFit. He did things to stay active. I'll believe it. I, I, I bet he's still a, a much more of a linchpin on the defensive line than what they were rolling out there last year. You had cornerbacks and rookies that took the step up. So is there anything else that the Vikings really need to address on the defensive line? Chad, we'll start with you. Do you think the Vikings have, have enough right now on defense to compete in 2021? And before I get into that, I just also want to say it, it makes no sense to me to cut somebody that creates a hole. Anytime you want to cut somebody that creates a hole, you have to fill that hole. And 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 so, unless you're saving so much money that you can cre- that you can fill the hole and and move on, uh, I, that's why cutting cutting bar makes no sense for me. But but to your question, Declan, I I apologize for. Well, you're good. Um, uh, yes, absolutely. They need to sign a lot of a lot of free agents on defense. Not a lot. They need to sign some some free agent defensive players. Uh, ideally, for me. Every year you would go into the draft feeling comfortable about your starters and drafting people for the future. I don't think we're in that position. I don't think anyone thinks we're in that position. But, but uh, you know, the signing of, of Weatherly, I think, is a, is a gigantic plus. Uh, someone who knows the system. It's someone who's productive here in the, in the past. I think when you look at the potential for uh, uh, the, the defensive line, uh, with Pierce coming back, um, with Hunter coming back, uh, hypothetically, uh, if we assume that they're both going to be there and and at their full potential, um, then you're getting close to having a having a pretty full defensive line room um, with Weatherly, with Wanham, with Adenabo. Uh, like that's a pretty solid group. I think you still need some interior. Um, so reaching out and finding someone named Harris to fill the interior. Whether it be Roy Robert Robinson or uh, Shelby, uh, I would like either one of those to come in as a free agent. Um, and then, uh, obviously, there's a big question mark at safety whether whether Anthony Harris is going to move on or whether he's going to stay. I, I, I honestly am one of the people who thinks that they can sign him for less, significantly less than they paid him last year on the franchise tag. Um, but if they can. Um, yeah, there are people you could bring in. Um, 
but I would I would like to fill as many holes as we possibly can via free agency before we get to the draft because it gives you the power to draft whoever you want. Right. It gives you the power to draft the best player. Um, where you don't have to draft, you know, defensive end three uh, when when it isn't called for. Um, so yeah, I, I think they should be working working free agency to fill the defensive line and and the defense in general. Yeah, you bring up a good point. If you can bring back Anthony Harris, even on on half of what he was paid under the franchise tag, the franchise tag is always honestly overpaid for what the player is because it's just the one-year deal. It takes the top five players at that position, and they were kind of forced to do so. And if you can bring Anthony Harris back on half of that, if that's five, $6 million, well, if the expectation is he bounces back somewhere in the middle between being a PFF All-Pro player and being who he was last year for $5 million, you can absolutely do that. I also think you bring up a good point, too, of, of – if you go into the draft knowing already what you have solidified, then you don't have to take a reach. You don't have to reach for Garrett Bradbury as a center like they did two years ago, right? Like you can figure out the best player to take available with a with a bunch of skill position players like wide receivers and tight ends who could be there for for the Vikings at pick fourteen. So, Frank, what do you think? Do, do, do you believe the Vikings right now have enough on defense? Um, obviously, yeah, they they still solidified some stuff. They put Stephen Wedley back in here after a year in Carolina. What do you think? Do the Vikings have enough on defense right now? Uh. Last year was scary. Uh, honestly, I I'm not a big Mike. I'm not a big lover of Mike Zimmer. I think that he's a defensive coordinator disguised as a head coach. Even though I don't think he's uh, yet learned how to be a head coach. The only thing that we could actually sleep, uh, you know, uh, without uh, problems was the fact that our defense was going to be good. And then last year came, and and I, I know there are a lot of justifications, but we were 20, 29th in the league, uh, and uh, it was really, really bad out there. In particular, I mean, I've, um, it, it was almost 40 years that I've been following the Vikes and a massacre like the one that I had to witness on Christmas uh, Day, actually night here, <laughs> middle of the night over here. I mean, it was 52 points, 580-some yards, six touchdowns rushing. Uh, I, I, I agree with what you said, okay? So I think that Hunter coming back, if he is healthy, that's going to mean a lot for this team. And also, I also think that perhaps it's almost as important, uh, the fact that we're going to plug in Michael Pierce, because we had no pressure at all whatsoever from the, in the middle. We know that Zimmer likes that A-gap blitz, and honestly, we had no pressure coming in, uh, you know, in the middle uh, this year. And that exposed our secondary, I believe, even more, than, uh, than what their actual limitations were because uh, the other teams, the other team's quarterbacks had so much time back there. I'm scared that Daniel Hunt in and play without some kind of contract adjustment. Right now, I believe he's the 18th uh, highest paid pass rusher. You guys have mentioned that in your show many, many times. And I'm pretty sure that he's going to command some kind of uh, upping of his salary. From that standpoint, perhaps his injury works in our to our advantage because he's not gonna he's not gonna get as much money as he probably would have if he was coming out uh, like I, the year that he had uh, two years ago. Uh, but I think that uh, Hunter will also make better whoever plays on the other side. Let's remember Odenibo and uh, how well he was uh, he was doing when Hunter was in. So that is that is really really a major thing. I also think that our cornerbacks are gonna grow. You know the growing pains are gonna slowly. <laughs> Uh, go away. Cam Dantzler really impressed me in the, in the final part of the season. We signed Stephen Weatherly, so we're doing good. 
That having been said, I think we still need help in two defensive positions. One is in, in a, at defensive tackle, so the guy that's going to line up uh, next, Michael Pierce, because please, please, please do not put Jaleel Johnson uh, on a football field anymore because that's really painful. And, uh, and, the other, and the other position that I really think we should, start look, uh, we, we should be looking at is safety. I agree with you guys. If he takes a big pay cut from the 13-plus that he got last year, Anthony Harris could remain because it's always an advantage to have a guy that knows your playbook, know, has been on your team for a while. Otherwise, if, he's, if he really thinks that we're going to break you know, the bank for him, let him walk. There are, I, was looking, uh, I was looking this afternoon at the options at safeties. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, because of what we said, uh, talking about Anthony Barr and other things, that we have a lot of money, that we will have a lot of money. But I still think that we can uh, get on the free agent market for some second tier players. And therefore, whatever does not come from the draft and the offensive line, which is really, uh, I, I won't use the term that I'm thinking of. Uh, whatever does not come from the draft, it has to come from free agency. You got Russell Lukung, Alejandro Villanueva, Kelechio Semele, and they're all good second-tier uh, left guards and left tackles because a lot of things also depend on what, you, what you're going to do with Riley Reef. If you're going to move Ezra Cleveland back on the left side, if you're going to keep him on the right. So a lot of things have to be clarified before this goes on. And, and you have something like 10, 11 very, very decent safeties that you can bring in. Uh, apart from the very expensive ones, you got Keanu Neal, Jackie Skitar, Tamali Cooker, Kareem Jackson. You have a lot of players that you can sign for a lot less than 13 plus. And the only position that I really think that we could have an issue, uh, going back to what we were saying before, is if we have to plug somebody in at linebacker. If Anthony Barr goes, then that could be a difficulty. Yeah, I think if, if Eric Wilson can slide in. It's great. I mean, I, he filled in admirably last season. I don't think he was a total disaster. Chad brought the good point too that there was some missed tackle rate. He's not the player that Anthony Barr is. That's clear, but he's probably going to make a heck of a lot less money. I think Michael brought up a good point too in the last side that if if you can just find a linebacker in the side, I mean, they found Eric Kendricks, what, in the second, third round. that He was a day two draft pick and he's been arguably one of the best linebackers in the league sneakily for the last four or five years. You can find linebackers. You don't have to reach for someone early in the first round to, to solidify that. So it, it does cause problems. I think Frank brings up a good point. Just because you cut Anthony Barr and you save salary cap space, well, then that's one more hole that you have to try to figure out. I think Daniil Hunter's situation is worth monitoring. Um, he definitely is underpaid. He, he should feel the need that I need a new contract. But he... He's he's against himself right here. He's coming off neck surgery. The Vikings have all the leverage to do what they want. So if, if that's either Daniil Hunter says, then trade me, okay, we'll listen to it because I think teams would come calling for Daniil Hunter. Or two, you can figure out that, Daniil, look, we'll give you some money here. We'll figure out something, but you do have to prove it. You're coming off a significant neck injury. Before I get to Michael Chad, were you about to say something? Yeah, I was. I, I just, just as it relates to Daniil, if they offered you a one and a two, Declan, do you do that for Daniel? Yes, 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 I do. I think I do. Um, I think you have to. I mean, he, he is a special player. He's young, but with how the Vikings are against the salary cap, and if they're really two years away from competing, like significantly for a Super Bowl, I think you have to at least consider it. I agree. Um, I, I, I think you absolutely have to consider it. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I, I, I love the reckless speculation because I think it, it's definitely worth exploring if you can get a first and a second. Michael, what do you think, though? Do the Vikings have enough on defense right now? Do they have enough to run it back, or is there other pieces that they should probably look to add in free agency or the draft? 
Um, I'm all for adding other guys. You know, if we can get some cheap deals, um, you know, some some guys that are are, are good players on, on cheaper deals. Um, I'm all for that, and I'm all for bringing Anthony Harris back for a cheaper amount, definitely, because he had a very down year. Um, he wasn't the player we saw two years ago, um, and I get it. You know, players have down years all the time, but you know, like uh, Spielman always uh, talks about continuity. You know, if you want to keep the same players in the same system, if we can keep Harris on a cheaper deal, um, even like a one-year deal, I mean, that'd be great too. Um, I feel like if we can get some veteran guys, uh, maybe go out and get a veteran safety. Um, or, or I think it'd be great to get a veteran corner to come mm-hmm. in with these young guys, um, help them out, help them kind of grow in the system. Uh, I, I love Dantzler. I think Dantzler's going to be a stud. Um, I like Gladney. He, he's coming along too. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like uh, these next couple of weeks, depending on uh, what happens with Daniel Hunter, I, I don't know all that if it's smoke or fire mm-hmm. that he's liking all these tweets that he's going to be traded or he wants to be traded. You know, he's liking all these tweets. Um, that's that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that before the draft. Um, yeah, it, it, it kind of feels like a ticking time bomb, right? I mean, yeah. like, what are you, are you going to defuse it? Are you going to let it blow up in your face? What do you yeah. want to throw it around somewhere? Like, what do you want to do with that grenade? Cause exactly. it, it's definitely going to blow up. It's going to yeah. blow up. Hey, Declan, can I, can I, oh, sorry. Go absolutely. ahead. Absolutely. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, he probably learned from Stefan Diggs. He probably saw mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs throw his little rant and rave. He wanted out. Yep. And he's probably, I mean, I could be wrong, but he, he's probably saying, Hey, maybe if I want out, I just need to go on social media and just show, show my way out. So, yeah. I, mean, I think it's also be- fair. It, it, it's fair to realize that Zim is good at at creating pressure. Um, you don't have to have a dominant one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. he he he's good at he's good at man- manufacturing that when he has several talented people, but no superstar. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Griff was what a fourth round pick. Um, Hunter was a fourth round pick, fifth round pick. I'm making this up. I don't remember. Um, you know, having that interior is is one of the more important parts. And honestly, I, I, I don't mean to go back to this necessarily, but having Bar there to be able to manipulate protections yep. is incredibly important. So if you don't have Bar, then you have to find some other way to be able to manipulate those protections. Absolutely. But I, I do think uh, with how Daniil is going to go here, you do have to figure out where you want to go because as, as you said, yeah. yes, Stefan Diggs, you could, you can criticize how he went about it, but at the end of the day, I mean, Stefan Diggs was correct in his assessment that I, I just, I didn't want to play for a team that was going to be run heavy and he goes to Buffalo and his, and, and the game plan is basically do the Randy ratio, but with Stefan Diggs, he finishes with a hundred some receptions. He, elev- I mean, look, I thought Josh Allen was going to be a disaster for them. And Josh Allen blossomed into one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year. And, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with Josh taking a step up, but a good chunk of that has to go to Stefan Diggs as well. Cause he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So it, it is, it's, it's a ticking time bomb. I know we're going to get into it this week on purple daily and on Mackie and Judd. It'll be something to figure out. Uh, boys, last question here, as we wrap up, you know, Kyle Rudolph said goodbye. He's moving on to bigger and better things. I, I'm curious to see where he goes. I feel like it's Seattle. This like, cause Seattle's like the grim reaper of end of tight end careers. Greg Olson, uh, Jimmy Graham went there. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Russ in Seattle and that's a completely different conversation, but he could go somewhere here and, and obviously still chase a championship and still has a little bit of football left. 
But I, I do find it interesting that in his Players' Tribune piece, he mentions Sam Bradford. He talks Matt Castle. I mean, Matt Castle. It has no mention of Kirk Cousins. And at the end of the day, hilariously enough, Christian Ponder was the one who threw him the most touchdowns in his career. No mention of Ponder, no mention of Kirk Cousins. I, I do think that there is something about both of their egos and Kyle Rudolph and Kirk Cousins that, that they they have very similar styles. So I don't know if that's just conflicted. The two of them hooked up for one of the most one of the greatest Vikings plays in, in a long time in New Orleans in the playoffs a few years ago. That deserves credit. It was a fun moment to see. Um, but what do, you, what do you guys make of Kyle Rudolph saying his goodbye from the Vikings and also basically neglecting the quarterback who he was with for the past few seasons? And we'll start with Chad. Yeah, so, I mean, it's super fun if it's a shot, right? Like, it's it's so much more fun if he's taking a shot. I I, I don't know if that's, that, that's what was happening, but, but uh, I would believe it. Kirk doesn't really seem like the easiest guy to be buddies with, mm. and and Kyle seems like a buddy-buddy kind of guy. Yeah. Kirk is, is kind of a try-too-hard person mm-hmm. for me. Um, that said, I think there's two ways to look at this, right? So Rudy named six current Vikings in his letter, uh, two defensive superstars in, in Harrison and, and Kendricks, and four young players who are just getting started, uh, two linemen, Bradbury and O'Neill, and two superstars, uh, Cook and Jefferson, right? So that seems fair. That seems okay. Um, he also said that he wasn't going to name everyone because that would have been a really long roll call. Um, Current players that he didn't also name, Anthony Barr, Adam Thielen, any of his fellow tight ends, Riley Reef, Anthony Harris, Dakota Dozier. Okay, just kidding about that last one. Um, (laughs) uh, But he did also name all of the quarterbacks that he's played with on the Vikings, Mm -hmm. except for Case Keenum, who was only here for a year. Yep. Christian Ponder and Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, I think it was a shot. I think yeah. it was a shot. I think he was taking a shot. Totally. I think I think Rudy was a little raw. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I I think it's a little misplaced because Cousins is going to throw to the guy who is open in his progression. He's right. a robot. That's what he does. I'm going to go through my progression, and when the person who is in order is open, I'm going to throw it to that person. And every so often. I'm going to have a software malfunction and I'm going to melt down and double clutch and get sacked, strip sacked. But uh, more often than not, he's not going to see Stefan Diggs wide open 40 yards down the field because he wasn't in the progression. Um, so, so it's misplaced blame there a little bit, but, but I, I think, I, I, I think there was a little bit of, I think there was a little raw there. One one thing before before I be, before I cede my time, the tight ends drafted after Rudy in the year that he was drafted, where he was bitter about not being taken in the first round. That's right. Yeah. The, the list is Lance Kendricks, Rob Hausler, Jordan Cameron, Luke Stocker, DJ Williams, Lee Smith, Richard Gordon, Virgil Green, Ryan Taylor, Daniel Hardy. Yeah. The only person who even comes close is Julius Thomas, and he did it for like two years. Right. He is totally right to be raw about not being more recognized than he sure. is. Rudy is is awesome. 
Yeah, he. I mean, he's he's a Vikings Ring of Honor guy in my mind. He really is. Um, he 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 did more than enough to be in the Vikings Ring of Honor. He was one of the yeah. best tight ends that he he stayed here for a long time. Did a lot of things off the field. There was a lot of good things that he brought to the team. Yeah, on and off the field. But it, it is interesting. I, I that I that basically his most memorable play of his career that play in New Orleans, and there's no mention of Kirk Cousins. I I I do find it a little interesting. Frank, what do you think? All the way from Italy. Did when you read that. Did you think that Kai Rudolph was taking a shot at Kirk Cousins with that, or or was that just a little misplaced? Uh, I, I think that Kyle is a very classy guy, very uh, you know, very um, elegant in the way that he actually comes out. Uh, it wasn't by mistake that he was a Walter Payton Award finalist uh, a few times, and therefore I don't think that he's the type of guy that would just come out and take a shot at someone unless it was something really, really, you know, that got in his nerves. So I think that the slight of actually not mentioning Kirk, that's like the highest level of, uh, of disrespect that a guy like him uh, will, will actually allow for. Uh, after all, I mean, uh, you guys mentioned it uh, a few times, and, and I totally agree uh, in your show. Um, he, it's a 2,000-word essay. It's not like a tweet. It's something that he has prepared meticulously. He's checked it. He's, he's read it. He's had somebody else read it. So whoever is on and whoever is off, it's not by mistake. Um, uh, Bradford, Cassell. I mean, Teddy, I can understand because I don't, I don't know anyone that would actually not like Teddy. But come on. Sam Cassell. Uh, Matt Cassell, sorry. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the message, it's, it's kind of clear. Uh, it's no surprise to, to anyone that Kirk is not a locker room favorite. He's absolutely not my favorite. Uh, I think that, uh, I think this is my personal opinion, uh, his personality is, this, is his biggest limit. I mean, the guy's got talent. The guy does have skills. He just does not elevate his game under pressure, and he's not a choked when it looked like it would actually had a uh, when it, it actually had a chance to go to the playoffs this year it's because we do not have leadership anymore everson griffin was gone stefan diggs was gone you can say whatever you want but those guys were competitors were fighters who the hell was was doing anything i mean this guy the only thing that he he was actually known for is that he complained about garrett bradbury's uh butt sweat in training camp and then the other time that I actually, the other time that they actually talked about him is because he was arguing with, uh, with um, Adam Thielen on the sidelines. That's not, the guy's got a C on his shirt. He's on his, he's, a, he's our quarterback. And therefore, he should definitely lead. And that is not something that Kirk, Cons- that Kirk Cousins is capable of doing. One aspect that you guys mentioned in Purple Daily that I think should not be, uh, you know, uh, forgotten is that Kirk's gigantic contract probably prevented some signings and some renewals, perhaps even, uh, you know, uh, perhaps even uh, um, his renewal at the tight end position for another season, because we have so much money invested uh, in the quarter in the quarterback position. And one final note I'd like to, I'd like to add, I totally agree with Judd right after Steve Jordan because Steve Jordan is in a category of his own as a, as a Vikings tight end. Kyle is number two, and you are absolutely spot on. He's got to go ring of honor as soon as possible because he's a class act. 
Yeah. Yeah. He, he did. He did way too many good things on and off the field, I think, to be not be considered for that. And I know sometimes we get too much into honoring players that were good, not great. But I mean, he spent his entire career here. He has almost every accolade there is. Yeah. I mean, Steve Jordan, if Steve Jordan's the bar, I mean, he Kyle Rudolph's knocking on it, man. I mean, he's on the door. He's, he's literally knocking on the door of being in the same category. Uh, Michael, what do you think? You know, when, you, when you heard that from, from Kyle Rudolph and that Players' Tribune piece, did you think there was some smoke or fire there? Or, or was, it just, was it just a thing that we, we definitely took out of context or blew out of proportion? What do you think about Kyle Rudolph's goodbye from the Minnesota Vikings? Well, to be honest, you know, like we all love Rudy. We all, we all saw the writing on the wall. We all knew it was coming. He was going to be cut. You know, you got two up-and-coming young tight ends, Irvin Smith Jr. and uh, Conklin. Um, you know, it, it, it's definitely sad to see him go because – he is like, even though you know he's not from Minnesota, he's he definitely says Minnesota. Right. You know, if you go on social media, you see him at Wild games, Twins games, Timberwolf games. So I mean, him and the guys, you see him. You know, they go out together. So I mean, and all, all the things that he does for the kids, the hospital, the end zone. Uh, just most respect to Kyle Rudolph, but I think he is a very classy guy, and the letter was thought out very well. He didn't just go on Twitter and just write something up real quick. It was definitely like, like you guys said, it was thought out, you know, he didn't miss anybody on purpose. Um, So I think it was a jab. I think it was a kind of a jab to uh, Kirk Cousins that, Hey, you know, this guy is taking all the money up and all of us guys that love this place got to go. So, um, and then kind of like a side note, uh, we had a wide receiver, BC Johnson, uh, Mm -hmm. the skull lounge. Uh, was it last summer? Uh, right okay. before the season started, and I brought up Kirk Cousins, and he did not want to talk about it. So <laughs> he said, uh, "I'm not touching that." That's what he said. He just said, huh. "I'm not touching that." He, he said the locker room he feels like is split on Kirk Cousins. That, that's all mm. he wanted to say. Interesting, so, uh, dude. I love the reckless speculation there. There's some inside reporting. I mean, that's awesome. I, 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 I mean, can you, I can send you pictures of uh, BCF at our house. It was really, really great time. For sure, man. And and look, I, I also feel like he had a, so such a solid rookie season last year. I know Chad Beebe finally emerged. I made my thoughts on Chad Beebe clear all season. But like mm-hmm. Olabisi, I felt like people just were sleeping on him all. Like he wasn't oh, wow. used yeah. at all. He wasn't targeted. Yeah. I found it kind of strange. And look, he was a seventh round pick. He worked his ass off his rookie yeah. year to, to, to do what he was doing. And then last year, I mean, now if, if you're the Vikings – I mean, he's he's battling for a spot at at this point. If you're going into training camp, like he's, I I, I think he's still odds are he's on the 53. But I mean, he was so solid as rookie. He was a nice little possession receiver, and last year he was completely he was an afterthought. I couldn't get it. Yeah. Well, and and, and at the same time, he was supposed to be the starter while while JJ rotated in, right. and it just yeah. didn't work. Like sure. he he was not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it is a good point, um, guys. Great takes. This was a lot, a lot of fun. This was a, a ton. I, I love doing this every Sunday night. Thank you so much for taking some time with me. Um, yeah, the proverbial championship belt. I know Michael's got it around his waist. I had him as the Priazan favorite, but I, I got to give it to my man Frank in Italy. It, Frank, you, you, you had you had some great takes here. You stayed up late with us. I think it's only fitting that uh, you get sixty seconds here. Uh, to, the floor is yours to say whatever you want on the Minnesota Vikings. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Declan, for having me on the show. And, uh, and I'd like to thank my, uh, the two guests that were on with me because their takes were equally as, uh, as valuable and interesting uh, as mine. Um, I'm 50. I've been following the Vikings for 35-plus. Uh, 
my my rant is that as a 50 year old, I will rant just like Judd does. I'm tired of being good. I would uh, trade back 10 seasons of being good for one season of being great. I wanna I wanna get a ring. I wanna get a tattoo that says that uh, we are world champions. So I'm hoping that uh, this uh, period will finally end and that we will build a team because uh, uh, ever since I started following the and they've all been lost. Uh, I don't mind getting up at one at two in the morning to watch the games. Sometimes by my most of the times by myself because you know it's a passion. It's a, it's great and following the Vikings. It's a it, it's such a it's such a it's such a thing in my life that I'm actually co-host of uh, of uh, the only uh, podcast in Italian uh, entirely on the Vikings. It's called Purple Valhalla. So uh, I'm gonna shout out to my co-host and uh, to all the guys that uh, follow my podcast. So all I have to say is uh, thank you again for having me on the show and school Vikings. Frank, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you, dude. That's awesome that you guys stay up late. I, I mean, like, so are, are the games in Italy in Italian then over there? Are they in English? Like, what, what? how do you watch the games? You actually have a NFL Game Pass International. It's about, okay. uh, about 150 bucks, and you can get all the games. Uh, in uh, and they're actually streamed, you know, like in simulcast. So it's exactly as they're going on uh, in the U.S. So it's not nice, that bad. it's just it's just that you got to add seven hours. So when it's the regular like uh, twelve o'clock slash, uh, you know, like three p.m. game, that's good. But when you go to Sunday night, Monday night, that's like uh, two two thirty in the morning, more or less. Uh, it's kickoff time. <laughs> yeah, man, that's dedication right there. <clears throat> I mean, that is some serious work. So, bravo! Thank you so much, Chad, Frank, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us on Vikings Vent Line. If if you guys who are watching this show right now and you're discovering it for the first time, if you want to get in, we will have a bye week next Sunday uh, for Vikings Vent Line. I'm I'll be traveling back home from a little from a little vacay, so there will be no Vikings Vent Line next Sunday. But we will continue this going. Uh, leading up all season on Sunday nights. There's plenty. The NFL never sleeps. There's guys that are always getting cut. There's Players' Tribune articles being written. There's titles that have to be handled out. NFL never sleeps. And if you're someone like Frank and you're up till 4 or 5 in the morning on a Sunday night football game, there is dedication, and I know you people exist. So if you want to get on a show on a future date, please send me an email on that bottom line right there. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll get you in queue. We have some others that are already uh, queued up for the next couple weeks, but at the same time, Thank you so much again for Chad, for Frank, for Michael. I'm Declan Goff. Thank you for joining us on Vikings Ventline. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Find us on Apple, Spotify, or scorenorth.com. It is app madness. You can register uh, for your pick your prize pack tomorrow. It launches. So if, if you want a hundred bucks, we have drawings every day for a hundred dollars. And for every person that wins that a hundred bucks gets entered into a drawing for a $10,000 prize pack. And we'll be doing that from March 8th, I believe through the 28th. So Pick your prize. It's signed up. It's right there in, in, in the links in the comments right here on YouTube and also on the Score North app under Listening Rewards. Again, thank you very much. This has been Vikings Ventline. Thanks, Declan.